Jesus started out his ministry the same way he continues it today. Today on Rooted Daily, we're reading what Mark tells us about the first days of the ministry of Jesus. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and uh, I don't think I'm alone when I say that most preachers probably aren't the best when they're first starting out. Uh, I think like most things, uh, we have our shaky starts with everything, all of us except for one. The start of Jesus' ministry uh, was a lot of things, but shaky was not one of them. Jesus was baptized by John, he received the approval of his father, the anointing of the spirit, and then he goes out to the wilderness for 40 days to be tested. And coming out of the wilderness, he is swinging, ready to go. Every word he said was truth itself. His explanation of the scripture was flawless. The stories he used to relate it were captivating. His application of the word was more penetrating than any other preacher in history. Now, I imagine when Peter stood up on Pentecost, he was a little nervous because that's a tough act to follow. He got through it, though, because of the Spirit. Then that's the message that we have for all of us to go out and share the gospel. We're not like Jesus, but each of us can get through it by relying on the word that the Spirit gives us. But in Mark's gospel, we're told about the incredible start to Jesus' ministry after his period of testing in the wilderness. And John Mark writes in chapter 1, verse 14, After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So Jesus is able to begin his ministry, not telling the people to look forward to something, but the time is already here. The good news has arrived. Mark continues, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. And without delay, he called them, and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the, the hired men and followed Jesus. So as Jesus launched his ministry, Mark tells us he did two big things to make sure it got off to the right start. First, he got his message, and second, he got his team. You know, the foundation of Jesus' ministry was first and foremost preaching. It was his message. The Greek word for preaching, it means to proclaim. It's different from teaching in some ways. The purpose of teaching is uh, to convey information, to educate, to, to give knowledge and wisdom. Uh, and the purpose of preaching is persuasion. Preaching is intended to arrest people's attention, to help them to see the need they have to urgently change the direction of their lives to follow God. Preaching starts with a call to the lost to be saved, but also it includes a call to the saved to sacrifice and, and dedicate and re-examine and grow as disciples to continual repentance and obedience. And it was at the heart of Jesus' earthly ministry. Preaching was. Now, the people around Jesus didn't always see that. 
It wasn't always the flashiest thing that Jesus did. A lot of people got distracted by the healing and by the miracles, by the crowds. Um, people today still get distracted by all the trappings of the church. But Jesus was always focused on the preaching of the gospel. Time after time in Mark, we see him leaving places because he recognized that the preaching wouldn't be the focus anymore. The people had become distracted by something else. Jesus was making it clear here in the beginning that all the other trappings of his ministry, they were only there to point to this core message. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. You know, the time of decision had come. It was time to decide to repent and turn from the spiritual rubble they were in. Jesus was saying to turn from that and prepare their hearts for the Messiah because the Messiah had come and as time went on, he would demonstrate through his teaching, his authority over demons, his miracles, that he was that Messiah. You know, the effect of Jesus' preaching was remarkable. It was so persuasive that the disciples of John complained that Jesus was winning more disciples than him. But John understood that was the way it was always meant to be. He was only the one who was sent to prepare the way for the Messiah, and Jesus was that Messiah. So John's response was, he must increase, but I must decrease. John chapter 3, verse 30. Now next, once Jesus had his message, this focus on preaching, he assembled his team. In Mark 1, 16 through 20, he gathers up Simon and Andrew, making them fishers of men. Then he found James and John as they were mending the nets on their boat. So that's four of the 12 disciples that he would call in the beginning. And this is one of the most famous acts of obedience in history. They drop everything to follow Jesus. And what a great decision it was for them. Prior to that day, you know, their lives revolved around their village, maybe, their families. Um, their conversations were fishing, trade talk, local gossip, family affairs, local politics. But after answering Jesus' call, their lives changed dramatically. They got to live day by day with the very Son of God, know him face to face, personally hear him preach, hear his wonderful stories and his doctrinal teachings, witness the casting out of demons, observe all the miracles, and ultimately witness Christ's crucifixion and burial, and finally to see him alive after his resurrection and watch him ascend up to heaven. And after that, they were personally part of the early church and they were used by God to grow Christianity from an obscure Jewish sect to a worldwide movement, to share this good news with everyone. Their lives now had eternal significance. We believe from history that later John, this simple fisherman, no doubt with little education, would become an elder in Ephesus and pen five books of the Bible under the inspiration of the Spirit. Bumbling Peter here, just a poor local fisherman, would end up going to minister in Rome and write three letters of the New Testament. Andrew would end up going as far as the borders of Russia evangelizing. You know, knowing Jesus, knowing Christ, gives us eternal significance. It moves us from our small provincial lives 
to a worldwide focus from little things to big things. That's the promise of Jesus. He takes these scattered men and makes them a team of fishers of men. We're not apostles, but God can still give our lives eternal significance. He can still make us fishers of men. But have we given in to the pressure and the fear and failed to reach out to our friends and our loved ones and our coworkers with the gospel? Do we look for opportunities to bring up spiritual issues and take opportunities to move people a little closer to Jesus? Are we praying for a friend to follow Jesus and, and developing a relationship with him or her to, to earn the right to share the gospel with them? Are we inviting people to worship so they can hear the gospel? Let's be fishers of men and fishers of women and fishers of children and teens because when Jesus, he started out his ministry, he began to tell us the greatest message this world could ever hear. And he chooses us as the team tasked with sharing it. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and we use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent and be baptized and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.